Welcome to the Good Works in the Heartland podcast, where we celebrate the organizations and individuals who are improving the lives of others throughout Kansas, Missouri, and the Midwest. In each episode of this podcast, we focus on community groups, nonprofits, or other organizations that provide essential services to those in need, enriching lives, and connecting communities across the Midwest. In episode number seven, we're talking with Michelle Dillon. She is with the Jayhawk Area Agency on Aging. This is a bridge to the Aging Network. They provide services for older adults, such as case management, caregiver support, information, and outreach. Michelle, why don't you begin by introducing yourself and tell us what you do for the organization. Well, as you said, I am Michelle Dillon, and I work for Jayhawk Area Agency on Aging as the Douglas Jefferson County Lead. Um, Basically, what that is, is we have lots of folks in Shawnee County, but Douglas and Jefferson County, I kind of... Uh, promote those a little bit more since I'm a Douglas County resident. It's all about Douglas County and Jefferson County. Um, Our mission at Jayhawk is to advocate on aging issues, build community partnerships, implement programs within Shawnee, Douglas, and Jefferson counties, um, and help seniors live independent and dignified lives. And where are your offices located? Our main office is at 2910 Southwest Topeka Boulevard in Topeka. Uh, We have a dedicated walk-in information department there with a receptionist. We also have satellite offices, uh, one at Independence, Inc. in Douglas County, Uh, We're in and out of there, so those are by appointment. And then we have, uh, in Jefferson County, we have an office that's basically a trailer, so... (laughs) But it's an office. And is that that staffed or that staffed by appointment again? That's staffed by appointment as well. Yes. Great. And the population that you serve, of course, Area Agency on Aging, so seniors... We serve seniors. We serve the caregivers of seniors. Um, We also have aging and disability resources which is an offshoot of the area agency on aging and in that role we do um, some state medicaid assessments for physically disabled frail elderly and brain injury waivers so your top three or four services just kind of in a nutshell Information and resources for all residents um, and even non-residents that are looking for things within our area, um, caregivers resources for caregivers, um, and we offer uh, Medicare services in our Topeka office. Great. And you are one, there are several area agencies on aging in the state, correct? So you are one of them? Yes, there are, there is an area agency on aging in every county in every state. So if somebody is looking for information in Houston, there's an area agency on aging within their county that can help them. Um, and that was uh, provided by their, in back in the 70s, there was the Older Americans Act that was introduced through the federal legislator. And with that Older Americans Act, there are a lot of different umbrellas and pots of money that get distributed and they needed one place to house that. So they created the Area Agencies on Aging to help with that endeavor for the Older Americans Act. Great. And your biggest challenges or some of your biggest challenges? Obviously, staffing is one of them. 
Staffing is one of them. Um, our biggest challenge is how do we plan ahead for the future? Um, because more people in the world are over 65 than are under five. Um, so with the increase in population, our funding resources do not increase. They kind of stay stagnant. So our biggest challenge is how do we, how do we meet that increase in the population with our funding being stagnant? And the variety of programs you offer kind of vary based on community and based on the needs of the folks in that community, too. So that could be quite an impact money-wise. Right. We get we get state funding for the Senior Care Act, and we get federal money for the Older Americans Act. And depending on people's needs, sometimes we may have more caregivers, and sometimes we may have more uh, direct clients. So it it's really a struggle trying to figure out where to shuffle things and how to how to meet everyone's independent goals because we're basically everyone is different and unique in what they need. And those of course needs will change as, as you said, as population grows and as more people become older and as you have the different, right. different levels of care that are necessary. And the caregivers become the clients and <laughs> right, right. Cause everybody's getting older. Yeah. What are some of your successes? Our CHAMPS program, um, that is uh, Choosing Healthy Appetizing Meal Plan Solutions for Seniors, which is why we call it CHAMPS. Um, we basically started that as an alternative choice for congregate meals. Uh, folks can go to Hy-Vee or Dillon's here in Douglas County um, and for a $3.50 donation get a nutritious meal. Um, and that has been very successful and very popular. We get lots of folks that use that and you know always as people turn 60 that we always have folks coming on that program um our shick program in in um, shawnee county that's our medicare program uh, senior health insurance counseling for kansans uh, the senior resource center has the contract here in douglas county um, but in shawnee county we are um, very successful with that we are all booked with appointments for open enrollment already. Um, and so everybody comes back year after year to get their prescription drugs uh, checked. Um, and our other success is our caregiver program. Um, we increase awareness to caregivers. Uh, November is actually National Caregiver Month. Um, and so our goal is to let caregivers know that there is respite available, there are resources available, and um, they don't have to do it by themselves. And actually, how much do they have to do as a caregiver, how to set those boundaries. Do you have, you have some caregiver support groups that meet? We have some caregiver support groups that meet um, on the second Tuesday uh, of every month. We meet at one o'clock at the First Southern Baptist Church at Sixth and Folks. Uh, we have a support group over in Baldwin at the United Methodist Church on the first Wednesday. Um, and I also sit in when other caregiving groups ask me to come in and talk about our resources. I do that as well. Um, and we are willing to start a support group on Saturdays at evenings. I just need folks to say, Hey, we need this and we'll, we'll start at whatever, whenever's convenient for them. And the caregivers tend to be from, are they like direct like spouses usually, or is it a mixture? Is it people caring for elderly, disabled? It's mostly spouses, but it is a mixture. Um, sometimes it's it's the family members, but 
family members a lot of times with work and with caregiving the last person they think of is themselves so they don't always necessarily come to a support group when they need to um, most of the spouses are dealing with some form of dementia or Parkinson's, um, but it's it's really open to any caregiver who has a need and just wants to be able to recognize that what they're going through, they're not the only ones going through it. How can the public help support your organization or the initiatives um, that you have in place? We always are looking for volunteers for our Medicare program. Um, we also have a guardian angel fund, which is funded through private donations only. And the guardian angel fund um, does things, basically funds things that other organizations don't fund. Like there's plenty of organizations that will help with utility bills and will help with food. And um, But we do um, other things like we, we declaw a cat. Um, once for somebody because um, they had a lot of uh, sores on their legs and they were diabetic, so they would get sores really easily. And so in order for them to keep their cat as their therapy, um, the, the cat needed to be declawed. So we helped with that. We've helped with dentures. We've helped with moving expenses for, for folks that, you know, you have to have that security deposit. Um, we've neutered some cats. Um, we also have done a membership for the Y. So the Guardian Angel Fund is really good for those unique needs that are not met with any other uh, organization or funding source. You mentioned your website. Go ahead and give your contact information, your website address, the phone number that people can call, and then we'll go ahead and talk about some okay. of your... So our website is www.jhawkaaa.org. Org, and that's not it's J H A W K A A A. So don't spell out Jayhawk. Um, the eight hundred number is eight hundred seven six six one three six seven, and we also have two three five two three five one three six seven is our seven eight five number to reach the Topeka office. Um, if you call the Topeka office, we have a live receptionist. Um, from, from eight to five. So when you call a live person will actually answer the phone. Um, if you call our Lawrence office, that is seven, eight, five, eight, three, two, zero, seven, five, four. And you probably won't get a live person because the case managers are always out and about, but you can certainly leave a message and we will get back to you. Um, and we have a Facebook account, so um, Jayhawk Area Agency on Aging on Facebook. Um, we're not doing Twitter right now. <laughs> Love for clientele, don't do Twitter. Um, and so any of those ways you could get a hold of us. Um, if you Facebook, you can message us and we'll get back to you that way. So let's talk about your, your programs a little bit more in depth. The information and referral, um, I would think that that's probably one that gets the most use. People just saying, hey, I, I don't know what to do. My mom's this. I need to find it. Yeah. So so the nice thing about that is people could call us on the phone and do exactly that. Like, I'm overwhelmed. Here what's go Here's what's going on. And then we can kind of walk them through what's happening and then kind of figure out what they need from there. Because a lot of times people will call up and they don't really know what it is that they want. Right. 
They know they need something. They're just not sure what it is. So when we decipher what it is they need, we can either meet that need or we can refer them to the organizations that can meet that need. Because we don't do any direct service, so we would just put them on the right path so they're not struggling through. Um, and we can also, from our Topeka office, do warm transfers. So what that means is if they're calling looking for a piece of equipment that maybe the Kansas Equipment Exchange uh, place would have, um, instead of giving them the phone number and having them call direct, uh, and then they call on the phone and forgot what it is that they were asking for. And then that place says, no, we don't have it. And then they call us back and say, you referred us. We could just say, hey, this person on the phone is looking for and then hang up the phone. And then that way there's nothing nice. lost in translation. So that's a really good thing that we just started in the last couple of years. So that's helpful. Yeah, I like that. Makes it easier than having to copy down all the numbers. Which number was this? Which number was right. that? When you're, just when you're trying to find. Because I'm sure the people that call information referral have more than one need more than one resource. So it could be a whole list yeah. of things. And, and then with our caregivers, we offer information and referrals. Um, and some of that may just be um, us saying, um, you know, here's, here's an example. I had a lady call me once and say, hey, my dad needs assisted living because he's falling a lot and he refuses to go. And my conversation with her was basically, um, if your dad is alert and oriented, he kind of knows he's falling and he's living by himself. So you need to just leave him alone. And sometimes you have to say to caregivers, it's not your responsibility to take care of dad. I know you want to. But you need to step back a little bit and let them make those decisions because we all have the right to make poor decisions as long as we're oriented enough to do that. Um, and if there's dementia involved, that's a whole different conversation. But sometimes it's those really hard conversations that caregivers need to have to say, let's just step back a minute and let them take care of their own lives. You know, you don't have to all of a sudden be their mom when they reach a certain age. Right. It's it's more about mental capacity. So I do a lot of those calls as well. And might not make some people very happy. Well, but. Uh, no, usually it does. I don't most caregivers appreciate the honesty. Um, you know, there may be a few here and there, but most caregivers actually are relieved for somebody to say, they're not your responsibility. You don't have to feel like you caused the fall or that fall was your fault. And, you know, when you put it that way, they're like, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. So, you know, and so that's the information and resource that we give them. And then we don't have to extend them somewhere else. They just kind of need somebody to mm -hmm. talk them through. Mm -hmm. And then the case, the case management, the, the social worker aspect of what you do. Yeah, so we have some clients that are on that are on case management, and basically what that is is we kind of just um, help them through things like when there's applications for um, energy assistance through the LEAP program, we'll help them fill those applications out. We'll help them with any renewals of their uh, help with paying their costs for pres prescription drugs. Um, sometimes they need some resources on somebody to mow their lawn or to come in with their housekeeping. Um, we have a Senior Care Act program that provides some housekeeping and bathing on a sliding scale. So they may make too much for in-home Medicaid services, but not quite enough for private pay. And so we could get them some help that way and just help manage their care so that they can stay at home longer because the ultimate goal of everybody is to live at home for as long as they can. 
you know, people are not knocking on the doors to get into the nursing homes. Right. <laughs> yeah, just the just the whole cleaning out of your house to get ready exactly. to go to a facility maybe exactly, yeah. maybe a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. Now you mentioned the Champs program, and that's available at Hyvee and Dillon's in in Lawrence. Um, are there? Is this through? Is this also in Shawnee County? Jefferson County, Baldwin, and there are their locations that people can access it? Um, Douglas, Jefferson, and Shawnee, our three counties, are are where they can access it. So if you have a Champs card from Jayhawk, you can go to any of our locations in, in Jefferson, Shawnee, um, and Douglas. And when you attend the orientations, which are usually the first Monday of the month at the public library at 1.30, um, she will go through all of those locations and you will get something in the mail that says where all of those locations are. Um, our challenge with champs is how we maintain the momentum of that and find new providers. Um, obviously the Hy-Vee on sixth street just closed and that was a huge provider for us. So it, you know, we have to figure out where to move that. And Jefferson County is always a challenge to find, uh, providers, um, to help us through that program. Didn't one of your locations in Jefferson County like burn down or, or close or something a few years back? Yes, yes. Um, Max's Grill, I think it was, and then it was replaced by another restaurant, and that restaurant didn't last. So uh. we've kind of been through a few places in that area in Oskaloosa. So um, it's always a challenge to find because they're basically those businesses are doing it um out of out of kindness because they're not really making a profit so on it. Get, so they don't get a subsidy. I mean, you the individual pays three. $3. The individual um, is is requested to pay a donation of three dollars and fifty cents. We can't charge for it. Um, some some of them pay five dollars a meal because they they are able to, and some people um, pay what they can, and then we pay the uh, provider about. I'm not sure on the exact number, but it's around six dollars and thirty-five cents, six fifty, mm-hmm. something like that. So um, we have funding, to, but we ask the uh, champs participants to help offset some of that cost, so more people can be involved. But um, you know, sometimes those meals are more than that, right? And right. so they're definitely not um, making a profit on it, mm-hmm. and we appreciate their um, ability to let. Uh, folks have choice on right. what they would like to eat. And the nice thing about Champs is it's, it's you know, you don't have to just go at lunch. You could do breakfast, lunch, dinner, whenever place is open. And then you can do weekends. As long as you're getting one meal a day, you can, you can pick and choose when and where you want to go to get that. So much more flexible, much more flexible. And there is an orientation, you say monthly about the program? Orientation or- monthly at the, at the local library, um, uh, Lawrence Public Library. It's the first Monday of every month um, at one o'clock. Um, it starts, and if there's a holiday in there, um, you know we adjust it to the next week. So, but you can always call the library to make sure it's going on and to make sure I've got the time right. Okay. <laughs> and it's probably in the events calendar in the newspaper too. If it's in the events calendar those. there and it's also in the senior resource center newsletter and it's on our Facebook page. So there's, there's plenty of ways and you can call our office in Topeka. Um, and you don't have to reserve a space for that. Um, the one in Douglas County, you can just come. There's no, there's no need to, um, reserve a spot. If you're in Shawnee County, you do need to call, our office to reserve a spot because it's in our office and we have limited, mm. limited space. So, yeah. 
any other program you want to talk a little bit more about or some other Well, a little bit more on the caregiver's caregiver program we do have as i mentioned before we have a older americans act and one of the subsets of the older americans act is our caregiver program um, and with that we can offer caregivers some respite um, funding um, we have funding for attendant care and homemaker on a short-term basis so you know maybe mom fell and broke her hip and she's rehabbing for a while um, and uh, the caregiver has a job and kids, and so maybe we can set up some homemaker so the caregiver doesn't have to come out and do that and, and help them out a little bit. Um, we can help purchase some bath benches and some bath bars and some um, incontinence products and some things like that to help the caregiver through their journey. Um, my number is 785-832-0754. I do all of the caregiver stuff in Douglas and Jefferson County. Um, so they can call me and we can kind of walk through what's needed. Maybe they're going on vacation to somebody's wedding for a few days and just need um, mom to be someplace. We can help offset the cost of that. Um, so it's a very worthwhile service, and I don't think a lot of people know that it's out there. So it can be short term? Like you're it gonna is be short term. It is short term. Okay. Um, so it, it lasts for a short term, short period of time. And if they need extended services, um, I can certainly help look at that and see what the best, most cost-effective, long-term service can be for them. Um, sometimes we set up caregiver services for folks that are maybe trying to get in-home services through Medicaid. And as we all know, there's a time frame that you have to wait for that to get approved so we can help them in the interim um, until they get approved. And we work very, very well with hospice so hospice isn't going to offer the homemaker services, so we can certainly do that for the caregiver while their loved one is on hospice. Um, sometimes hospice only does baths two times a week. We can add a third time a week if they need a little bit of extra there. Um, so uh, we work, and a lot of the hospice folks will call us and say, do you have caregiver services to kind of help our caregiver through this time? So there's, there's lots of uses for that that will help them through those um, difficult transitions. It sounds like a lot of what you do is very, you can't just say, oh, we provide this, we provide that, because so much of it seems to be just very specific to the situation, the individual, their their family needs, their financial needs. Right. Everybody is, everybody is different and every need is different. So that's exactly right. So that's why we encourage folks to call so we can kind of work with them and talk it out. Um, sometimes it's a matter of meeting them at their house and doing an options counseling so everybody's on the same page and knows what all the resources are. And then that way they make a better decision as to what everybody's needs are. So mom's on the same page with the kids and um, and they all can get through that together with knowing what's available. And, you know, sometimes it's a matter of helping them with the plan of care because they think they're going to be spending all of their money with with an in-home caregiver when they might just need an in-home caregiver to help them through breakfast and lunch. And so you're only looking at three hours a day as opposed to eight. And that seems a little bit more manageable as far as what their income right. looks at. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of that maneuvering the, the system and knowing what works and what's out there and how to take their money 
and stretch it out, you know, help them through the long-term care insurance policies, what that looks like. Um, that's another thing caregiver can be used for is with the long-term care policies. They sometimes have those elimination periods where you have to provide the service yourself for 60 days. And some of the caregiver funds can be used to help offset the cost of that until they get on a long-term care policy. So the best thing for someone looking for service of any kind is to contact your office, kind mm-hmm. of talk it out with your receptionist, figure out um, the referrals that need to be to be made so that they can be a little bit less overwhelmed with what's going on. And I do have to say, you've been working at Jayhawk for a long time, been in this um, community for a while. So I'm, I think yep, you're a great, years. you are a great resource yes. because you know um, what is out there. Talk a little bit about how things have maybe changed for the better or for worse. Well, we've had, I mean, there were f- several years ago, we had the Senior Care Act budget completely um, wiped. They just took it out. The state took it out of the budget completely. Mm. So we didn't have it. Um, and so a lot of clients we had wound up either going on Medi- Medicaid or they they were they went to long-term care facilities because they couldn't stay home independently without that extra service. So that um, was kind of a detriment um, to the seniors. So that's changed. Um, I think uh, caregivers are, are much more overwhelmed because they have much more responsibility, um, with the sandwich generation, you know, with, with us getting so many baby boomers that are moving up in age. Um, but I would also say on the positive side, what's changed is I think a lot of seniors have become um, much more independent in thought they are a lot less, a uh, lot less likely to say to know what medications they're taking and why they're taking them, rather than I just take them because the doctor told me to take them. So they're much more independent thinkers. They're much more active. They're doing things like tai chi and participating in um, group trips and group activities, um, which is great. Um, them being so much healthier, um, and it when you're involved in your own decision making, I think, um, that helps the caregivers as well because they don't have to guess Mm -hmm. what it is that you want. Um, I would like it if more people would be more on top of their advanced directives, letting caregivers know, um, this is what kind of funeral I'd like. This is, I don't want to be kept alive by machines. This is where my financial situation and having those conversations. So caregivers don't have to guess what it is that mom or dad might need. Um, I think that is something that everyone kind of needs, needs to work on. And everybody when you're 18 or older needs to have a power of attorney. And the resources to, I know the paperwork exists. You can, you know, I think you can Google it and find um, mm-hmm. advanced directive paperwork, but is there a specific I don't know, form or place that you would suggest people go to, to start or someplace that can help them start that conversation? Because um, starting the conversation is sometimes the hardest part. It is. Um, well, as far as the forms go, Kansas Legal Services would be the easiest place to go and get the forms because they have a little toggle there that says forms and you can kind of look that up without doing all the google search um i think the library has a lot of materials on how to start that conversation the alzheimer's association would have a lot of materials to start that conversation and that is certainly something that we would do as part of an options counseling if the family and the um uh, client were together 
um, we could start that conversation with them and, and see how those plans are talking about hospice and that what that means for end of life and palliative care and all of those things to help somebody go on to the next journey of life. Those are all important topics um, that we need to not be afraid of because, you know, statistically 100% of us are right going to be there. <laughs> right. And so. this way to take, take advantage of it and take control of your, your right. care um, while you're still cognizant right. and physically active. What about the activities and like the Tai Chi and the trips? Can, do you have resources for that too, if they called your office and said, Hey, you know, I'm looking to go somewhere. And yeah, January. we have resources for pretty much anything that they're looking for. They could call us. Um, again, they could also call the senior resource center cause we both kind of, um, senior resource center, I think focuses a lot on, um, exercises and trips and things like that. Um, the activity part of it. Um, and I think that we can refer any play. And if we can't do it right then and there, we'll get their name and number and look it up and find it for them because we don't want people to have to struggle to find all of that. So we, they just call us. We can point them in the right direction as to where they need to be. We're kind of the the um, yellow pages for <laughs> for uh, that community. And so. is the information available on your website too? Links mm-hmm. to various... We do have a... Res- we, we just started this year to set up a really nice database of resources that people can look things up and find. Um, so... Again, it's www.jhawkaaa.org, um, and there's a wealth of information on our um, website. And if you become a Facebook follower, we always have updated information on um, when Medicare open enrollment is, um, anything that's related to seniors. We try to post scams on there, what the latest scam is. Um you know, if there's any community events going on, we try to post all of that and keep our folks up to date. So that's an actual um, good resource to go to as well. Facebook, go to Facebook and like Jayhawk Area Agency on Aging and you'll get all of those updates. Yes. Do you have any um, uh, upcoming fundraisers? The quilt, the quilt auction or the quilt raffle, of course, is going on. Do you do any fundraisers in addition to that for? Um, every once in a while, we don't have anything coming up. Um, we used to have a, a dance every year and we haven't done that in the last couple of years. Um, but we've got the quilt thing going, going on. And when we have stuff, it, it's, we don't have anything actively right now going on other than, other than the caregiver month that we're celebrating, but we always take donations. You're always happy to take donations. Um, for our guardian angel fun and we are we are always wanting folks to support um those in the community who have led the way so they've um a lot of a lot of we wouldn't have a lot of things today if it weren't for the people that came before us and so we need to remember that group and respect that group and make sure that they are well taken care of and not forgotten great that sums it up. That is, that's just, that's just, yeah, that's wonderful. Let's talk just briefly. We have a few more minutes. I think you are the secretary of Lawrence area partners in aging of mm-hmm. which audio reader um, is a member. So that talk about that organization. Um, it's primarily for aging. It's services. 
Yeah, uh, it is basically professionals who are in the aging services field. So um, health workers, home home care agencies, audio reader, anyone that does any kind of work with their aging population is welcome to be a member of this group. We, we get together um, once a month and kind of talk about new things, what's happening, try to be on top of an ever-changing, quickly changing world. Um, we are the folks that sponsor the very well-attended senior fair that happens the second Tuesday in March every year at Rock Chalk Park. Um, we, we put that on, and it's like I said, it's very well-attended with lots of different providers. But um, we always encourage professionals in the aging community to join um, that group. You can come to two meetings um, free without doing a membership so you could check it out and see how it works. And our we do have a meeting coming up on Thursday at Maselli's um, at 1130. Um, Mitzi McPatrick from Kansas Advocates for Better Care is going to be the speaker. So that would be a good one if you want to check it out. Um, and it's $12 for a really good lunch because it's Maselli's, right? you know, so, but yeah, I'm secretary of that group. And, um, if somebody is interested in that, I can put them on the, um, mailing list. Great. Give you a call at your number. And yeah. All right. I have a feeling I'll be getting a lot of calls. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> Lots of resources out there. And it is, it's just, it's so, it's such a, when you are in that mode of needing the information, um, it is such a, um, it can, can be such a crisis point of I need I need food and I need supplemental care and I need to know where to get a back bench and I need to know this and that so having a place to call and say here's my situation where do I go is definitely the uh, a really good thing than trying to google it all yourself or going to the library and, and researching it yeah and sometimes you don't even know what you need to google or what right. to research right. so we can kind of help you navigate all of right. that so Jayhawk Area Agency on Aging so go ahead and give your, your name and your contact information again. Okay. So my name is Michelle Dillon. I'm out of the Douglas County office, which is 785-832-0754. Our 800 number is 800-798-1366. And that will take you over to our Topeka office. Wonderful. That's all for this edition of the Good Works in the Heartland podcast. If you'd like to learn more about the Jayhawk Area Agency on Aging or other organizations featured on the podcast, be sure and join our Good Works in the Heartland Facebook group. Search Facebook for Good Works Podcast. That's where we post updates about upcoming episodes and information about the guests and organizations featured. Join us again next week on the podcast when we will be talking with the folks from KidSight, which is a Missouri-based organization with the mission to give vision screening to all kids under the age of six in Missouri. Just another organization doing good works in the heartland. I'm Lori Kessinger. The episode was produced by Nick Carswell. Thank you for joining us. The Good Works in the Heartland podcast is a production of the Audio Reader Network.